0: On this episode of The Mompreneur Show, I'm talking to Cindy Collins. She is a wife, and mom of three boys, and an owner of an incredibly amazing handmade product that she makes from her home that she sells online, and we'll talk a lot more about that. I'm your host, Vicky Lachenko, and this is the show that features amazing stories of the most remarkable mom entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Cindy, welcome to the show. Hey, Vicky, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. It's such a pleasure to finally have you on the show. Yes, thanks for having me. So, Cindy, let's get started and talk, to, uh, talk about your journey. How did you get started? Because uh, when I was talking about the show on social media, I was telling uh, our listeners that you... Uh-huh started your business with a baby on your hip. And I love that because that's that's exactly the words that you used and how you started your business. So I would love for you to elaborate more and talk about the journey. And how did you start your business with a baby on your hip?
1: Sure. So um, it was kind of a bit of a process to get to where I am now. But in, in the nutshell, originally before I was an herbalist um, and making product, um, I was a breastfeeding counselor locally here at Hospitals First. And then I was a birth doula. And then I just was making herbal products on the side, really just as a hobby, really for my own family. And then it was for my friends. And then it was for people in my community. And then it was for my dual clients. Um, so that's really how it started. And then I would go to craft shows and farmers markets and just make stuff and sell it. And it was just a hobby because I liked making stuff. So I started selling on Etsy in 2010, I think it was. Um, and then it was very different than it is now. I'm no longer on Etsy anymore, but I even had jewelry on there and just kind of random stuff mm. that I liked creating and crafting at that time.
0: Really interesting. And, but is it, this is pre kids, right? No, no, no. So I had three
1: boys. Oh my. So this is all with my three children.
0: Oh my gosh. So you were already like in the thick of it while uh, making things on the side. And I love that you shared that you love to do that because a lot of moms, like yesterday, I just chatted with my cousins, and um, they were saying, "Well, how how do you find you know a business? How do you find like what you want to do as a business for income?" And, uh, and we, I obviously thought about you. Like you absolutely love doing this, and a lot of times, like you can notice, you can see what it is that you want to do by looking what you love to do. Like personally, like, and I love that you shared that you were making yeah. it and just selling it on the side. And, right. um, did you ever think that you will have customers
1: all over the world? I didn't. Well, this wasn't a business that I planned to start it. You know, like I was, had three businesses at one time. So Can I was- you talk to me about that? Like what sure. three businesses- so, I was a birth doula and I was attending births um, and I had clients regularly. And then on top of that, I was also doing photography. So as I was becoming a birth doula, uh, I really got into photography and pursuing that professionally, which was a really uh, fantastic but cumbersome job being a professional photographer because there's so much you have to learn. Um, And so as I was pursuing photography, The herbal business was just a hobby. Like, I didn't think anything about it, didn't think, didn't take it seriously by any means. Um, So I really wanted to pursue photography and being a birth doula and doing birth photography. And that's really was my heart with that. Um, But over time, you know, after the third child was born, I think sometimes when you have three children and three boys, there's just a a revelation that occurs. Like, you know what? I don't think I can raise three children and be a stay-at-home mom and have three businesses. Like, this isn't working too well. So yeah. realized that my time, I didn't have more time than other people as much as I wanted to try to think that I did or I could make more of my time. It just wasn't realistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I eventually just had to simplify, you know, and I had to stop. I had to give up the passions that I loved and I still love them so much. But I kind of really had to surrender those, which is a really hard thing to do. Then I can't attend births. I can't be on call. Um, you know, my husband works full time and part time and he was pursuing his master's degree. So I just said, I'm gonna have to let that go. Um, and over time, then photography just stopped bringing me the joy that it mm. did originally. And I said, this, I'm not looking forward to this anymore. I'm not getting excited about it. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I just, it's not bringing me the joy that it used to. Um, so I just kind of, and I had to let that go too as well. Like, it just became more, those things became more of a hindrance and an inconvenience to my herbal business that was growing um, and to my family, whereas the herbal business, grew so easily and it came so naturally and it just fits so well into my life and to my family's lifestyle. And it just became where I could grow it in ways that I never imagined.
0: Mm, I love that so much. So you looked at your three businesses and you're like, which one best works with my family and which one am I most passionate about? And I love that. I'm so happy that for you that aligned, um, that your passion and what works for your business, uh, for your family, um, right. And that's so important. And uh, ladies who are watching us live, it is so important to make sure that your business aligns with your family and not the other way around. I literally just read an article just earlier, a couple hours ago about how you have to align your lifestyle, um, your business, your business, lifestyle business around your family. And, and I'm just, I'm like, yes, that's, that's it because when you align that
1: way around you got your priorities Mm -hmm. wrong so right and the other thing I had to ask myself was like what is the one thing that only I can do like because there's so many photographers and there's and it's fairly easy to become a birth I said what is the one thing that I can make the difference on like I can help encourage and mentor other doulas and Mm -hmm. I hosted a workshop to help get more doulas on my community so what is the one thing that I'm really called to that nobody else can do, that I feel that I'm really called to. Um, and so as much as I love photography, I thought, you know, there are so many people that can be photographers and fill that demand and fill that industry and be available in my community. There are many other women in my community that could be birth doulas. So what is the one thing that that only I can do? And the difference that I was making in my customers' lives, that would be, I'd be so sad to give that up. Like the difference that I, I heard from my customers and my clients that I was doing for them, I thought, I would mourn the loss of letting that go.
0: I love that you said that. You put your responsibility, you put a huge responsibility on yourself. Like, I owe this to the world. Like, I love doing this. And, okay, can we talk a little bit about your product? Because I did not go into detail in the intro. And,. I want you to rave about it because I see you reposting stuff about what your customers post, like literally just reposting it with the repost app on, on Instagram and yeah. the things that they say is incredible. So please share what your product is and what it does for your customers.
1: Sure. So I make a lot of different herbal products from a lot of um, medicinal herbal teas, a lot of herbal salves, and I also make herbal lactation blends, which is really, I think, what my brand is best known for. I make about 30 different products but four of my products accounts for most of my business. And, and so I have four different lactation blends and those really came later, after the birth of my third child. Like I had herbal teas before and herbal salves before which I've perfected the formula over years of trying to get it right and really make a nice formula. Um, but the, the herbal lactation blends didn't come till later and it just was really a progression thing of um, people, customers asking me if I could make this. I would say, wow, sure, why not? I think I can. I'll give it a try. And then I would make another, like my first formula is Dairy Fairy. It used to be called Dairy Queen. And someone would say, can you make me a formula without fenugreek? I'd say, sure, I think I can, why not? I'll give it a try. And then I would, then I created Dairy Diva. And someone said, could you make me a formula um, that's low hormonal? And I'd go, that did not stimulate their hormone receptors. And I said, I think I can, sure, why not? I'll give it a try. And so then I would try to make another formula and create an alternative formula Um, And I didn't anticipate making those lactation blends, what they were gonna do for my business. And I had no idea the the impact they would create. And of course, when I created them, I would send them out, I would get testers um, from different backgrounds and different health experiences for different women to try these things to see how well it worked for them. So I could see, okay, is this formula working? And is this something that I could sell? Is there a demand for this before I release it on the market to see its effectiveness and its potency?
0: Incredible. So first, so many, so many remarks, so many questions. So first, I think I can. That is so powerful, and it reminds me of the book. You know the yeah. the the train, the what Thomas the train is that? Thomas, yeah, the, train?
1: Thomas the train. Yeah. And
0: I think I can. I think <laughs> no, I can. No, the
1: little engine that could. It's the little engine that could. Yes, it's the little engine that could. There's yes, thank you. Such moms, can. Thomas the train. <laughs> such moms.
0: So the little engine that could said, "I yeah. think I can. I think I can." Even though. Um, it was too big for him to, the load was too big for him to carry or the hill was too high for him. And he, he thought he could and he did it. And so I love that you shared that with with us. And, and, you know, there's so many different business avenues, business decisions that we can make, but the fact that you were so open-minded and we're like, you know, I think I can't, you know, why not? I will try. Um, or you could have been like, you know what? I already have 20 other products. That's good enough. Go find that somewhere else. But you're, it's so obvious that your heart is in it. And that is so incredible to me, Cindy. And I wish that every single person on a planet did business like you did, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. So how did you go out and find these testers? Were they your previous clients already?
1: So customers. some of them were. So some of them were either clients in my local community, some were people, just friends that I knew online for many years. And I knew their their background and their history in lactation and breastfeeding and their own unique experiences. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I wanna pull from a wide range of experiences from different conditions, how old their baby is, how many children they've nursed. And I just said, I want to offer this to you at a really low cost, free shipping. I just want you to try it and give me back your feedback. And so that's how I would do with a a new formula I would launch. So as I went into my third formula, which was Milk Machine um, and then Lush Leche, then I would pull from some of my best regular customers and go, hey, I've got a new formula here. Or I would actually create a sign-up form, and I would have a limited number of test response and say, here's a new formula I want to try. Um, Can you sign up for it? I'm offering like, I think it was like 50 testers or something like that, you know, or whatever number it is, testers and different criteria. And then I would say, all right, I'm going to send it to you. And then I would send it to them at a a low cost and just let them apply and then just survey them afterwards and just gather some data and see about their background and how it worked for them.
0: So systematic. Okay. So first you, you have, Maybe like a what, like a VIP list or something on your email list? Is that how you reach out to them?
1: Um, no, no. I would just go into like at that time it was probably Etsy. Then you could see who yeah. your frequent buyers are and their wow. order history. And then at the time, maybe then. It's been, it's been a long time since I've been on Etsy. Yeah, yeah, But then it was store envy. I moved from Etsy yes, to store envy because yes. I kind of like grew Etsy. Um, and I just didn't want to, I didn't like how they changed the things about herbal products. And so I want to move to store envy. And so then I would just pull up, you know, I, people that I knew are regular buyers. I know their name. Like I know who they are and they come into my mind. Um, and cause sometimes I have ongoing conversations with them over the years. So I just kind of have a memory, memory lit like that where they will come back to me after their second or third child. Um, and so if I'm releasing a new product, maybe I'm like, oh, I want, you know, Jessica in Texas, like I know she's got this is her third baby, and I wanted to try this or something like that. Yeah. So I would just kind of put it out to my newsletter list um, and let them know, hey, I'm releasing this new product. I'm opening up for testers. If you're interested, can you fill out this form? And then I'd actually go through and hand hand select testers, so I had a wide range of people. Wow. Okay.
0: So after they received your product, they test it. How do you make sure that it's an accurate test? Um, so maybe like, for example, me, I might exaggerate, you know, or mm. someone might, um, under, um, not give it its full value or say, you know, I took this other supplement at the same time and, and I think my supplement worked and like, what, right. how do you like,
1: what's your survey like to get the best results? So sometimes I might ask them questions about, um, what, products or supplements they have been taking in the past? What were they currently taking oh. at, the, at the time? Were they taking anything in conjunction with the product? Um, how long What was the duration that they actually took the product or how long they used it? What um, results did they experience? And that might be results from, especially notes for lactation. Lactation, there's so many variable factors that go yeah. into that. Um, so I might ask them questions about, okay, their baby's weight gain or their baby's uh, diaper output, their wet diaper output. Or I might ask them about their pumping output. Or I might ask them about other physical factors like did they experience fullness of breast or a letdown or the composition of their milk change or any other thing. So I might ask them a slew of questions and kind of see okay, all right, a lot of women generally, now every every herbal supplement doesn't work the same for everybody because we're all so unique and different. Exactly. Um, so I think a, a good Bit of, especially with my core customer base of loyal customers they have that good understanding because we've worked over the years to develop a trust and a relationship with one another yes. so we can have that open honest dialogue and they let them also give back just open dialogue and feedback about what worked for them what they didn't work for or maybe if they tried other products in the past whether they were from my company or other companies whether products worked better for them So I could just get a better idea. If they tried this product, was there something else that worked better for them? Whether it was an herbal supplement or a prescription for lactation.
0: Very, very interesting. So you put a lot of time and effort into this.
1: I have. (laughs) I have. I mean, I'm due to do surveys again because it feels like it's been a long time. um, And so much has happened in the last several years. Um, But, yeah, yeah, that's how I did it when I launched my last two products
0: wow okay so i want to talk about branding i want to talk about the fda like did you have any like did you have to have the fda look over your product like
1: is there like what's the entry level there so when um when somebody is making an herbal product to release on the market whether it is to sell on etsy or to a farmer's market you don't have to send currently you don't currently have to send your products to the fda to be reviewed and tested In advance. So anybody can release any products on the market. Um, It's all about how you describe in your labeling and on your website if you treat, heal, or diagnose anything like that. Um, Now, I'm not quite as savvy about all the FDA just yet. Um, I mean, I'll have more information about that as I'm learning. I just joined the Natural Products Association, so I can work with some of their former FDA agents to get a better grasp and understanding about. how herbal supplements and botanicals when they're released to the market? Because um, yeah. I haven't released my products to the market as far as retail wholesale goes. Very
0: interesting. It's just,
1: it's just direct to customer. That's all.
0: That's very interesting, and I love that you can just get up and go.
1: Like you can, but that also makes you know you really have to make the consumer really has to be aware and ask the exactly. right questions. And so exactly. it's kind of on the responsibility of the consumer. Like you have to know. What questions to ask? And sometimes you don't know what questions to ask. Like, is this... is this The product's natural, but is it safe? It's not always exactly. the same thing. Just because it's natural doesn't always mean it's safe. Are there contraindications? Are there adverse reactions? Because contraindications and adverse reactions are not the same thing either. They're different things. So sometimes there has to be a really... The consumer has to do their own research and, you know, take their own responsibility for their own health exactly. and well-being too.
0: Exactly. Because, I mean, you're dealing with herbs. I mean, they they can, I mean, you know, you have to really use them carefully. Yeah. And I love that you have background in your herbalist. Like, how cool is that? Like, that's amazing. And I feel like everything in life is, like, so aligned. And we might not even know what it's for, but it just just happens amazing right and of course you worked really hard for this so i want to talk about branding because your branding is so beautiful and so many of your customers also comment on it and they're like oh i'm so excited to get this beautiful uh, batch of products because it's really so beautiful to look at like how did you like did you because you know like when people start their own businesses they want to go big right away oh my Um, goodness did you
1: have this branding from the very beginning or did you work yourself up no, oh my goodness, you have to go back and look at my old products and what they looked like. It's hilarious, but I'm not ashamed of it. I'm so proud of it because yeah. it's changed so much. Like so like I printed all my labels at home on my printer and I used like scrapbook cutters to punch them out and put them on there and there was no fancy. It was just like Avery labels and that's all it was and there was no thought of branding. It was just like here's the product name, here's the description and here's the ingredients and that's all. Yeah. Like I didn't think about branding. Um, probably I didn't really think much about branding until, uh, around the time, like photography really started me thinking a lot about marketing and branding. And I designed like the first probably three revisions of my own labels myself until about, I think it was last year, wow. um, 2015 wow. it was, I think it was 2015. That sounds about right. When I just, you know, I probably should hire a label designer. And that really made, like, I searched out and I was like, I need to find a designer because I think this is something... I could do it, but I don't want to do it. And I'm not the best person for the job. I'll do okay. People don't complain about my labels, but I thought there's, I want something better than what I can do. So that's when I went out and said, I need to hire a designer. And, um, and so I went out and found a designer and we worked together to create, we first redesigned my lactation labels. And then we went and designed, I think my salve labels after that, and then my tea labels. And I have a couple more products that we have to finish redesigning the labels for, um, but I didn't know what I wanted. like, And so when I found my designer. So, where did I, you
0: find your designer?
1: I found her on 99 Designs. Yeah. Like, literally 99 Designs. And I went So, did I you started, run a campaign or did you just find I her? I didn't. <gasps> Actually, not for that. I went and went through portfolios and I looked through all the people that had specialty for product packaging and label designs. Oh gosh. And I said, I want that designer. I don't know what they charge. I don't care. But that's the one that I want because I love her portfolio
0: okay my mind is blown i'm currently working with a client and yeah. we're you know part of part of the marketing is to yeah. make everything come together and one of the things that they're working on is pro, uh, label development and, like their yeah. bag their packaging development and like we're working on a 99 designs campaign but i'm like oh my gosh what an incredible way to just like, go around Pick the designer that maybe won a few designs, maybe has had, you know, because they review on 99designs and you can, oh my gosh, that is a sneaky, super smart way to pick a designer. I love it. It's
1: so easy. Well, and so I did the first run of the lactation, my lactation line. So that was four, four labels. So we could really test that. And so when I, I had, when I got the results of the potential designs that I had, I think there's like five results. And I really liked them. The one that I really liked, I was like, oh, I love this one. But this will be hard to brand long term. Mm. So I immediately um, immediately eliminated that one. And so the four of them, there's one that I loved, I said, you know what? I know which one I love, but I don't know which one my customers are going to love. Yeah. So then I sent it all out time my newsletter list and said, you guys need to vote. Take a vote on what is the one that you like the most. And then I went and surveyed groups of where I know where my customers would be and said, Can you please go vote? I want you to go vote on this. And so the one that got the majority of the vote, I said, well, that's a clear winner. That's not the one that I would pick, but that's the one that my customers want.
0: Wow, that is so interesting. And, you know, in previous episodes, we've had people come and talk about, like, basing your business or like ask going backwards kind of, and, and looking at your business from the eyes of your customer. But it's so hard to do. Like it's so hard to imagine, like how would I just go and look through the eyes of my customers? But the fact that you ask them, that is exactly what you do. That's how you look from the eyes of your customers. Right. You ask and you get that the data right. from them. I love that you shared that with me. Right. I want to pause Cindy for a second and I want to, um, just say thank you so much for all the ladies that are joining us. Brittany Baker, thank you so much for joining us. Tyrone, good one. Thank you so much for joining us. Stephanie Risinger. You know what? Let's let's stick to that hey, first Hey, I know some
1: of those girls on there. Yes,
0: and like, and a lot. Okay, so all of them are raving about you, Cindy. Oh, um,
1: nice. They're
0: so sweet. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, Hannah Lore. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful name. Um, she said, love Cindy's product. Being a brand ambassador with her was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. And mm-hmm. thank you so much, hannah Laura, for saying that, because I really want to talk to Cindy about that as well, because I know she has this beautiful page on her website about uh, brand ambassadors, and um, we'll talk about that in a sec. Um, Katie said, Cindy <laughs> is the best. I've been using her products for years and love them all. Um, and then hannah Laura also said, the tea labels and bags are the best. Resealable bags for tea are an awesome idea and i don't want to go back to that as well and then heather said cindy teaches me so much from her example heather i love that you said that it's true like we can learn so much from people who are doing amazing things just by looking at what they're doing and them being an example for us i love that you mentioned that and mana said cindy is genuinely amazing oh my gosh cindy you have so Aww. many raving fans here they're so sweet and i want to go back to um what hannah Laura said. I probably mispronounced. I'm sorry, sweetheart, um, about a brand ambassador. So um, that is obviously one of the ways that you spread the word around about your product. But can you share more about like, um, how you came about it? And how do you do that? Like, how
1: did you systemize um, a way to bring those? People yeah, on? <clears throat> sure. So it was probably um, about two and a half years ago, I think I just started on Instagram and just started sharing stuff about, it was kind of a mix on my Instagram then about my personal life and a little bit about my business and products Mm -hmm. I'd make. Um, And I can't remember, I must have came across a really large company who had brand ambassadors. I said, well, why can't I do that? (laughs) That's my first thing. Why can't I use that model and somehow make it my own that works for me? And so then I probably the first, um, I think I, how did I create it? I, I think I created at first, I did like a six month term for the first brand of brand ambassadors. And I quickly realized that's way too long. Like who can be engaged for six months? That's a really long term. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I shortened it to three months and that was still way too long. And so I just, I think I made an application. That's what I did. I created an application to ask questions. Like, okay, like what's their Instagram name? Um, I don't have a minimum requirement of followers. I don't care if they're an influencer. Like to be a brand ambassador, that's, like their following is so irrelevant to me to be a brand ambassador. If they're passionate about what they're doing and the about products and passionate about sharing and helping other women, that's all they really need to be a great brand ambassador. So I just created an application, let them apply, let them, um, checked out their Instagram accounts. And then I would typically choose 10 to 15 people several times a year. I try to do it about 10 times a year if I have enough energy, but since I'm currently my only full-time employee, sometimes that requires a lot to, for me to do every month to stay that engaged. Um, so then I would just choose people and then just encourage them and just give them guidelines on how to be a brand ambassador and how to find my ideal customers, how to create authentic conversations and how to recommend, com- recommend products um, and, and just share about their own unique experience on their profile, just share about the products that they loved and what worked for them.
0: That's amazing. What a way to create a beautiful sense of community. And no wonder your business has grown so much over the past couple of years, uh, because you really take care of your customers and your ambassadors, which is so amazing. So like, for example, can an ambassador who has been an ambassador, can they be ambassador again?
1: Um, They can, but usually I allow like a gap because I've had over a thousand people apply to be a brand ambassador. So I can't choose people every month. It's really hard because there's so many people that apply, and oh, it's the hardest thing choosing people because I want to choose everybody and give everybody the opportunity to be a brand ambassador. So I usually, if they will, usually there'll be several months gap or maybe they'll apply again after they have their next child and I'll choose them again because I just want to give people more of the opportunity to become a brand ambassador and and earn free product. And so I just really want to make sure, okay, well, you've done it before in the past. Let me choose new people this round. And then I'll try (gasps) to choose new I try to choose new people every time um, because if they're continually brand ambassadors, life happens and we're busy moms with kids and life. Maybe we have jobs and it's hard to stay that engaged for a long period of time and continue with life. And so I just try to choose new people and just do one month at a time. I love that. That's
0: that's awesome. And I'm like, my my gears are turning now. I'm like, huh, how can I use this model for the show? So yeah, that's that's amazing. And uh, you live listeners, mamas who are watching us live right now, um, get your gears turning as well. Like, ask yourself, how can I apply this to what I'm doing now? It doesn't have to be a product per se. It can be something different and um, anything that you learn today. Like, see how you can apply it to your business. All right, back to the questions. Um, uh, Hannah Laura mentioned the tea bags that they're resealable. Did you like have this grand idea and come up with a resealable bag, you know, for your product right away, or was it kind of like an evolving thing for you? Oh my
1: goodness, no. <laughs> so when I first started doing tea, oh, oh, it's so funny. <laughs> like I actually used to press and seal individual tea bags for the longest time right how, how horrible was that i don't know why i did it so then i quickly moved to loose tea loose tea because i said yeah. I, uh, I can't seal individual tea bags with my iron this is terrible so for <laughs> things i know I, no i used to se- we used to separate capsules by hand individually before i bought pre-separated i'm just telling you it like i it was i did it always the hard way first before i realized there was an easier better way oh that's right oh my gosh that's right capsules come put together yeah, so they come together, and I, would buy the, and I would buy them together because pre-separated at the time, I thought it would cost too much money. It was extra money. So I would then, bless my bless her heart, my first assistant, Madeline, she would have to pre-separate these capsules. Oh, man. I've apologized to her, but if she's listening, I'm sorry, Madeline. I'm sorry I made you do that. So we had pre-separate the capsules. Anyways, I buy them now pre-separated. Actually, I don't even buy them now. My manufacturer, he makes my capsules, which is a whole other thing. Okay, let's but, uh, talk
0: about that. I want, like, right. how... You got to this point where you have customers all over the world. The demand is high. You obviously can't keep up with all the work. Right? How did you find a manufacturer and how did you like work everything out? That's a
1: lot right. of logistics. Oh my goodness. It is. So uh, I'm a year now into manufacturing my lactation blends. So it, last year in summer, we were just getting so busy and I had four to five of us making capsules. And we would, I would grind I'd hopefully get some of the herbs pre-powder, but some of them would have to grind. And then I'd have to mix all my formulas. And then we'd have to make capsules. And we were always behind. And I just said, God, something has to change. I can't keep working this way. This is a mess. This isn't working. And I can't grow. And I'm, this is way too much stress. Exactly. And so I went up to go to the South Bronx to go look at this machinery place. I'd never been to the South Bronx before. I said, I'm going to drive there. And I'm going to go there and look at this machinery place and see what they have to offer um, and they actually didn't have the machine that I wanted. they were a distributor. And so they're like, we can order it from you from Texas, this model. And I was like, okay, can you get me some information? They said, meanwhile, you need to go to the Natural Products Expo in Baltimore next month. You've got to go check it out. And I said, I've never been. I will go check it out. Wow. And which blew my mind because there was – I mean, I'm walking in there with a handmade business that started on Etsy. And I'm kind of at this really huge transition point of I don't know where to go from here, but something has to change in my business to move forward, and so when I walk in there, there's global brands, there's buyers, brokers, distributors, manufacturers, and I'm going, um, oh gosh, I hope nobody asks me what I'm doing or what I'm making because I'm so terrified. I was just terrified to talk about my business. And then I went to speak to the people at Capsule Gel, which who are my who make my capsules, and and talk to them. I said, listen, I, I get my capsules from you guys. I think I do. And I said, I need better quality capsules. And I need a machine. Can you guys sell me a machine? And I was like, do you guys offer this? I don't even know what to ask you. And they're like, wait, wait, you're doing this in your home and you're shipping to how many countries? I was like, yes. And um, they were just kind of blown. I was like, we're doing this all by hand, but I can't do it by hand anymore. It's just too much. And so then they put me in connection with a guy who used to work for them who left to start his own small business filling capsules. They said, maybe he can help you choose a machine or train you how to use a machine, or maybe he can help you. And I was like, that sounds great. I don't know, but it will be helpful. So I I called him, and we connected, and he was just like, I don't know why, but I'm gonna offer you this this deal, this special package pricing. He's like, I don't do this normally, and I'm like, I know why, like this is divine. This has to happen. The doors have opened, this is divine. And um, yeah, and it was just amazing. So I worked with him to get my formulas to him, tell him how I want them blended. And my first batch was 400,000 capsules. So I took my first six months of, of of capsules that I sold and doubled that. And I thought, this will be enough. 400,000 capsules is a lot of capsules. And it was, and it is, it really is. And I thought, this is enough. And then we sold out quicker than anticipated. I was like, oh no. Well, I wasn't expecting that. So then in July, we had 1.3 million capsules made. Oh, my like actually, one New Jersey so I went to New Jersey the first batch. I said, I have to go to your facility. I have to meet you. Like, I have to know where everything is being made. I have to see it being made because it's so hard as a handmade business to release part yeah. of a process. I mean, because we still get our capsules in. We still sort them and count them and label jars. But, like, to release that part of the process was nerve-wracking. It was yeah. so vulnerable. And so I said, I have to go meet him. After phone calls and conversations and emails, so we met. And um, I saw that, like, he has a small business. There's, like, five or six people working there. And um, And I actually brought back some of my lactation blends with me in my van with my kid. We drove four hours, my toddler. And I was like, oh, my, bless his heart. I I got him some toys at Target. And I got him movies. And he was so good. He was golden. (laughs) But I was like, I have to go and get my lactation blends. And you can just ship the rest to me that I can't carry on my van, you know. And, um, yeah, so in July, we had 1.3 million made. And now we're getting ready to end this year. Hopefully, have about 4 million made.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. And so this reminds me, seek and ye shall find. Like you really seeked out. Like you really had. You had no idea what questions to even ask, but you pushed forward anyways. Yeah. And the the vulnerability that, like, I don't know which questions to ask, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. And it's just so inspiring. It's keep pushing, keep asking, keep seeking because
1: the answer, it, the, the right door is around the corner. Right. Keep asking questions. Someone will have the answer. Like now, I'm asking questions from when I'm. Trying now, I'm trying to source about 5,800 pounds of herbs for my next batch, oh my and it's really hard because some suppliers that I started with I've outgrown them. Like some importers and trip I went, Who do I get? Who do I get 1,200 pounds of moringa from? Like, oh I don't even know. I can't believe I'm asking myself this question. Who do I find this from? Or who do I find 800 pounds of this herb from? Who has that quantity in that inventory? So now, as I'm asking questions and finding suppliers, and now I'm asking questions where are you getting urged from? How do you know they're certified? I don't know, asking them all kinds of questions that they really don't want to answer me, which which will be a problem for them later on because I'm like, you know, at some point, I will no longer have to deal with distributors or importers because then I will become the importer. Exactly. I will become the distributor. Forget the middleman at this point because nobody's answering my questions.
0: Oh my goodness, I can totally envision you going to Germany, going to New Zealand, or wherever it might be, and like actually
1: knocking on I the can, door
0: of the farmer and the saying, farm. what do you have? What can, what can you sell me? Right. That's, that's I'm inc- serious. <laughs> I'm so- <laughs> that is incredible. And work, yeah. can, work a vacation in there as well. <laughs> right. A European family
1: vacation would be pretty sweet.
0: Oh my goodness. I love that. Cindy, you're incredible. Okay. Like... So how, can you share with me, you have this business, you worked on it part-time most of like mm. the seven years, most of it was part-time, you had some assistants, mm-hmm. how did, how were you able to juggle the assistants, the the work, the three boys, and boys I feel like are so hard when they're young, when they're, you know, like un- under 13, because I hear the girls are the harder, uh, the harder ones mm. when they're teenagers, but because boys are so hard. And, like, you also have to be a wife and a mom yeah. and everything.
1: Yep. Sorry. I'm to no <laughs> turn that phone off.
0: <laughs> no worries. It's, the, it's the, real, the real life of a mom for her. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, that should be a show. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So
1: how do I juggle
0: it, you said? Yeah, how do you juggle it? Like, how do so, you be a wife and a mother and...
1: It's, you fit it in when you can. So, literally, it might be, like, okay, when... So Silas, my last born, my last born, he is the baby, okay? He's not a napper. He doesn't sleep. So whenever he would get a nap in, if I squeeze something in, whether it's making tea or making salve or whatever, it's there's not like a certain amount of time. Like, oh, I'm only working from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. consistent time. It's 15, 20 minutes, an hour here or after they go to bed. It's whenever you can fit it in. Wow. And that's how I did it. So it's a lot of late wow. nights um or you know or during nap time you just fit in what you can yes. when you can and you make it work as crazy as it is like you know so they were home all last week because of Thanksgiving break you know and so i they got they were they played a lot of ipad and that was i'm like this is not the week for this to happen because it's thanksgiving week and i've got a lot to do and i've got a small business saturday sale coming yes. up and there's just a lot of like right now we have three about almost 300 orders pending shipment so we have to ship those all this week you know in the next couple days they'll all be shipped in the next few days but with with kids i just when i could and i would try to let them help me the best they could given their age and their skill ability so you know whether they're helping to stamp boxes, or sometimes my eight-year-old actually—he loves helping me make tea. But it's just—it's not fun for me. But I let him because I want to give him the opportunity. <laughs> so it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's a bit painful at times. But I want them to give him the opportunity to work and earn.
0: <laughs> so I okay. So those of you who are watching us live, um, go look up Cindy on Instagram and you just uh, search up Euphoric Herbals and her, um, it's right under her, na- her name, right under her video. Um, look that up and go to a, a video, like one of the recent videos that you
1: shared of your boy, um, what was it? He was keep filling my jars. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think people realize how handmade it is. Like people think probably, like there's so many people in the e-commerce industry that don't make their products and they drop ship. But I tell you, everything is made by hand. Like I'm literally not kidding. Not the like, capsules anymore; those are made in a facility, which is fantastic. But everything else, like the labels on the bags and blending the teas, and yeah, it's, it's incredible. All made by hand. And you know, I love what you wrote there. Like one son said this, another wasn't happy that you're paying him what you're paying him enough. So yeah. he, asked, he wanted to know. He says, "How much do my two assistants that I currently have? How much do they make an hour?" Because I know he's thinking. If I can do what they do, then I can earn what they make, and I'm like, they make more than you. The end. How much make they make is none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much because
0: I oh. I feel like I'm a little too open with my kids sometimes, yeah. and I would probably tell them, but it's not for them to know. Like, no, just be happy and thankful for what you have. And I love that you're giving them this opportunity. And like you wrote, your your future, their future employers will thank them. Their future husbands and wives. Um, Wives will thank them. Excuse me. You have having You know, like totally, like hands down, you're raising an incredible generation while building this beautiful business and helping right.
1: so many thousands of women
0: around the world.
1: And on top of that, they already know a lot about birth and breastfeeding and babies and placenta. So they're all good. Like they're out there. They're they're good. Now, if I can get them to cook. Oh, my. They're going to be the best catch ever. <laughs> I love that. I love that. There's always that. There's always that. So. But Cindy,
0: I can talk to you forever. We're like way past our time. Okay. And I'm so sad to let you go, but I'm so thankful at the same time that you took this time and shared with us the beautiful journey that you have.
1: Yeah, And, and I lived. do want to encourage people, the customers to come over to my Instagram, my Facebook page, cause we're actually, I'm building a studio to move my business into so they can follow that journey as I move into my first studio. Cause I know this is not the end of it. Like where I'm moving into how I built the studio, not by hand. I didn't do that by hand, but the process of like, okay, how do you scale up a handmade business? And how do you know when you need to expand, um, you know, and move in that journey in that direction so they can kind of follow that, ask questions if they have, um, as well.
0: Cindy, thank you so much. And I remember you sending me a photo of that, the beautiful shop that was in construction. And are you, did you guys already move into
1: in, in there? No, 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 no. Like there's electric and insulation, all that stuff has to go. Yeah. So hopefully by the end of this year, if not, it'll be next year, but it will be happening soon. I'm one mm-hmm. day closer than I was yesterday. I'm so, I love that positive outlook and I, yeah. I'm so excited for you. Thank you so and much. I Vicky. love that you said it's your first. Oh my gosh, I love it. It he is my first. Oh my, my husband. We talk about the next um, commercial space we move into because when I'm out of the studio, he says this is he gets the best man cave ever. Oh, I love that, says, honey. I don't care. You do whatever you need to do. It's all you. <laughs> I love that so much. All right, Sandy. Well, thank you so much, sweetheart. Have an amazing day. Thank you, ladies.
0: Oh my goodness, I just can't stop smiling. This was incredible. Cindy is absolutely amazing. Like this is someone that you absolutely have to follow buy her product because you know her heart is in there and follow her. If you're a product based business, this is the most beautiful example of a product made business like her. She has customers all over the world raving you guys not just like, oh, cool. Yeah, it helps. They're raving about her products and she's helping the whole world. She's helping mamas feed their babies. I remember how it was like when my milk wasn't coming in and I had to feed my baby and my doctors told me I have to feed formula. But like, I wish I knew Cindy then. So ladies, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends share it with a loved one, Uh, maybe share a product with um, a loved one who you know is struggling with lactating. So I really, really hope that you enjoyed this, and I thank you all so much for joining us on the Mompreneur Show today, and I hope that you will join us live next Monday, every single Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Facebook Live.